it, babe. It's direct from the beautiful Inland Blue Studios. Honey, this is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your host, that fine-ass Chris Thayer, that beautiful Steve Hill, and that big hunk of chunk of meat, Ron Mills. Woo! Mama's hot up in here. Let's get this party started. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast. Here with your host today, Chris there, Mike Eastman, and I'm Ron Miltz. Guys, it's a whole other episode. Woo! Oh, my goodness. All right, so this should be, I think we're in episode 117 right now. Are we really? The, yeah, it'll be the Rise of Skywalker will be 116, and this will be 117. So I had no idea we had that many episodes. Well, it doesn't feel like it because we record so rarely <laughs> at this point. Over the course of how many years? Uh, it's been five, I want to say. That's pretty respectable. It's I not mean, bad. I mean, it's not we're one a week or anything. I mean, but. look, we're not. We've never been a weekly podcast. At best, we've been a bi-monthly podcast over the last five years. But you know, yeah. I don't, has there ever been a time where we've done every week? We tried, and then yeah. and then it just didn't <laughs> come together. Like we lasted, it lasted maybe about four weeks, and then we were like, yeah, we're we're not. Well, that was also in the different time of like you know, uh, um, Walking Dead. Every week's episode, you don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of that going on right now. No. It's sort of a... I, I even look at, like, my cue in, um, like, my on-demand, mm-hmm. and I'm recording, you know, all kinds of shit. And it's like there's three things recorded all week. I'm like, where'd all my shit go? I got well, nothing to watch. I mean, I, I think a lot of it comes down to, like, we binge so heavily now that it's and, and that's one of the, the things I've loved about the Mandalorian Amen. is it's like you've got like a weekly release and something to look forward to and I don't feel like I gotta like it's like with the Witcher like we can't talk about the Witcher yet because it's eight hours and it's Christmas or ten hours and it's Christmas and I haven't had ten hours to sit down and watch ten hours of new TV since the 22nd of you know of December. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's like, I'll get around to it. We got flights coming up. I know what I'm doing at the airport on this is true on the first, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's like it, it, without a regular release schedule, like at least walking dead was every week, you know, and Chris and I are still on walking dead, but Steve isn't anymore. Right. I mean, so, are you it, still watching, uh, the other one? Fear? I have not watched season five of Aww. fear. I'm going to come back around to it at some point. I assume but. guys, it's finally the time. They finally found it. <laughs> they did find it for about a season, and then oh Jesus! Until uh, the uh, Zomnado, <laughs> then it was over. How dare you? That show is comic gold. No, it's um, definitely comic gold. No, I mean, look at in Walking Dead proper. Like that show has come back around too. But it, I mean, it was better. The it, new showrunner really helped. It's never going to be its heyday again. No, and we don't have enough listeners that probably care about that show that want to hear us talk about it anymore. But you oh, know, maybe. Well, I mean, uh, there's at least 20 people that listen to the show at this point. Maybe 15, but, you know. David, do you want to hear us talk about it? It's Kyle. (laughs) Kyle and David, do you guys both? uh, Is Glenn still listening? Glenn and Dean. It's like we know all of our listeners by name at this point. We're doing Shout Out (laughs) Corner right now. (laughs) So so if you're a listener in the show, Roman, and we didn't uh, shout you out, uh, you know. (laughs) Get more active in that group. There you go. There you go. So, uh, But, yeah, we do got some stuff that we can talk about. Courtney. Courtney posts a lot. There you go. Eric. It, It is the end of the year eric oh my god eric is keeping the The memes alive memes are quick let's talk about little mandalorian here so we finished off the season uh we haven't talked since episode five so we've got episode six which was the uh the gang episode uh, yeah them breaking into the prison ship the horror movie yes the horror movie it was very aliens-esque i liked it okay 
I can see that. I, I get you. I, I mean, get there's you. no. The I mean, Mandalorian was aliens. the monster. He was, you know, stalking them through. Sure, sure. And then the seventh episode, which was the uh, like getting the gang back together episode, right before the finale. Really, the seventh and eighth episode. It's kind of funny. Harder. Well, it's kind of funny. You go back and you watch the series, and you could watch episodes one, two, three, seven, and eight as a movie. Right. And that's like one story. Yeah. Four, five, and six are all bottle episodes that just feel like some shit I don't need, you know? Right. So. I did not dig the blue people planet. Uh, you know, the, everyone wears blue clothing. Oh, the, the, uh, the, the ATST. The farm planet. Oh, yeah. that, yeah, that one. I liked it. <sighs> it's probably my least favorite of the run. Right, right. Like that one, like. No, the. Uh, so, I just, it's so dumb where you're like. Watch out for the hole. Yeah. It's a hole. Oh, my right, God. It's a right, hole. Right, right. <laughs> no, my so least favorite weird. was uh, the Tatooine. I don't even remember what happened. When he had to Tatooine. help out the other bounty. No, the uh, the one where he just like help out the young bounty hunter. You mean where he's helping out like Ralph Macchio from the Karate Kid? And That's like, it. Oh, I, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? He's like, hey, yo, I'm a bounty hunter. I'm looking to hunt some bounties, you know? Oh. I was kind of bummed that they killed her off that quickly. Ming Na Wen, fucking love her. You're like in Agents of Shield. She's so dope, and I was like, "Ah, oh, come on! You're gonna kill her off that?" Quick? They did knock off Mulan pretty quickly, but that was not okay. That was the worst episode by far. You think that one was no, the Tatooine episode? I still episode? think, yeah. I still think the, the the uh blue fashion people on the I don't know, man, was kind of dumb. That was fun. They'd have set traps. It was like Home Alone. Oh my <laughs> god, it was so bad. Did you say it was Home Alone? It was, yeah, with the Mandalorian. What's better than that? <laughs> and Joe Pesci and, and fucking what, who's the other guy that's not Joe Pesci? Daniel Stern. Daniel yeah. Stern. They're like outside. They're the wet bandits. Imagine yeah. if they were the Raiders. <laughs> Isn't that a movie you want to watch? I don't know. It's it would have been better if, if it, yeah, it would have been better if it than, had them in it. Then they're like, watch getting, out for the ATSD. He's getting the fuck me eyes from like the. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> By the way, she's all, take off your helmet. <laughs> he's all, I, I think it's funny that everybody wants that fool to take off his. And everybody's in love with him. Like, what never the, seen this He's game. got a baby. Seen him. <laughs> a single dad with a he's, baby. He is. He, he does have that like milk, you know, bait thing. What if he, what if they take it off and he's all buck tooth and one he's, eye? He's the fucking guy in the cantina hanging out with pussy face, you know? <laughs> so my friend here doesn't like you. Yeah. I'm with a Mandalorian. No, nose is up on his eye. Like, what was with that? By the way, when the eighth episode, when he took his helmet off finally, and I'm all, oh, it's, 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 it's a Nico Montoyo. Yeah. And he's looking for the guy that killed his father. So father. <laughs> prepare to die. And Black Saber. Dude, that was pretty. The Dark Saber. Dark Not Black Saber. Saber. Black Saber is the Marvel superhero. <laughs> is that was that a, supposed to be a lightsaber? So the Dark Saber is actually an expanded universe thing from like uh, Clone Wars and Rebels and everything. Never heard of it. Well, what it was is the uh, uh, the Mandalores basically built uh, this lightsaber out of you know a black kyber crystal, and then it, it became like the leader of the Mandalores, specifically one uh, uh, tribes. Uh, the Vizlas was they were the, they had this sword and it's never shown up in any of like the regular. You're saying TV words, show. but none of this shit makes any sense to me. <laughs> so at way moment. back long ago. So what happens is is, is uh, in a time uh, Star Wars Rebels like they the uh, one of the characters from that show ends up becoming the clan leader and then um, so we have Mandalorians in Rebels. Yeah. Oh, all right. So well, one of the characters is, is like hip spray painting Mandalorian. So it's oh Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's easily my least favorite character on that show. So, so you got the tagger. You, I'm like, no lie. Like, literally, she's like, wow, it's we're, terrible. We're Wild trying child. to appeal to that that uh, teen demographic, aren't we? Absolutely. Oh, wow. And, and and the rest of the show, it's great. That's I don't know, dude. Terrible. Just like the Clone Wars movie with uh, what's her face. Oh, dude, so bad. That Clone Wars movie is so bad. Yeah, I didn't watch. We gotta save Jabba's baby. The Rebels. If I would go through and pull out certain episodes for you, you'd really like the Rebels. Like, there's yeah, some really I'm, good stuff I'm in not there. Doing that. Okay. I'm, I'm I mean, I just know right now. I I love Star Wars. I've grown up with Star Wars. I saw it in the theater when it came out. You grew up with Hayden Christensen as I, the best version that of Anakin is not Skywalker. Fucking Star Wars is the only uh, Vader I know. Exactly. That's that's George Lucas just trying to have a successful project again after years of nothing. Chris is like hashtag not my Vader. Wait, not my. <laughs> At least Vader. he didn't put NSYNC in the movie like he originally planned. No, wait, he did not. Wait, what? No, originally he was going to put NSYNC in the Jedi Council to appease his like daughters or granddaughters or whatever. That would have made so much fucking sense. Based on what we have, that's a lie. That's, I am dead serious. That is, that is. You can I, Google that shit. Just because I can Google lots of stuff, but they're not going to tell me in sync on the Jedi Council is a real thing. Let's. That would have been cooler than what we got. <laughs> no, Justin was, Timberlake. Oh, you guys are both crazy. You're both wrong. Well, they do want it that way. Oh my god, <laughs> is that I, them? I, I don't even. I, <laughs> don't tell me lies. All right. uh but no, man. Uh, so what did we think about the end of The Mandalorian? That Ain't episode eight. nothing but a Jedi. <laughs> Stop it, Chris. <laughs> no, I was so excited when IG-88 pulled a Dante's Peak. Or not 88, but IG-11. IG-11. Yeah. He was like, I saw the lava and I was like, oh no, it's the grandma moment from Dante's Peak where he's going to push the boat. <laughs> I was kind of over uh, the IG-11. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was kind of over it at that point. Like I was people mad. were mad. Like I, I know I you mad. were mad about it. I'm like, fuck that dildo. He was he a great blow character. Up and let's move on. He, but once again, it's like we spent. We're gonna kill off Ming Na Wen and keep this stupid fucking dildo guy. Why are we spending all these times introducing characters on a show that's only friggin' eight episodes in, just to kill them off a second time? Like IG Eleven, it's like I mean, I, granted, we could probably just bring him back again. Yes, we could. You know, <laughs> or just another IG unit. Well, I mean, technically they exploded. We don't know where the head disappeared to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought for sure they were going to take the head and stick it on top of that R2 unit. And well, they actually used like... that head to repower Palpatine. Or <laughs> it already looks like a dildo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this could be a whole new spinoff. <laughs> With the Rebel Shock Trooper. I-G-O-M-G. By the way, we don't have sleeves in the future. It's like, Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I mean, I know she's got guns and what have you, but come on. I... I must admit, I really like her on the show. She's okay. great. Yeah, I like her on the show a lot. And I, what episode did she premiere in? The farm episode. Oh, Jesus. She yeah, did. that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> she she was like the only thing redeemable about that episode. I just, I, I it, it was fine. I didn't mind losing IG-11. Sorry, that's a big yawn. I didn't mind losing IG-11. And I didn't mind losing um, the Ugnot. Uh, yeah, I didn't really care about Nick Nolte. This is the way. Um, but at the end of the he day... He was a fucking Vulcan is what he was. He was a Vulcan? Yeah, he had like zero emotion. Oh. He bugged me. It was oh. sad when he died. Yeah, like it kind of bummed me out. No, uh, I was like, whatever. That, the end of... Uh, I like the cliffhanger of episode seven more than I like the resolution of eight. I would agree with that 100%. Like that would have been a great way to end the season. Yeah. Like right there. Like, Nick Nolte shot, the baby's been picked up, the child's gone, and it's just like, fuck. 
Like, oh my god. A was good though, man. I enjoyed that episode. Yeah, um, but, they, but they tied it up in a bow. That's fine. I, here's my beef with the end of eight: is literally they're like, okay, well, the, we've we've defeated the imperial forces that are on this planet currently, and they're like, let's get out of here quick. And they're like, oh, we're just gonna stick around now. The neighborhood's been cleaned up. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> The lava planet's a great place to live. <laughs> I, I will say this. I absolutely loved how, like, dingy and fucked up the stormtroopers all looked. Yeah. It was so legit to me that they were all just, like, ragtag, barely hanging on. This, like, we don't have to keep up, like, military muster anymore. Like, we're just kind of out here surviving. Yeah. Like, I loved that. I, I mean, sure, but at the same time, like... Are we to assume that's all the forces he had? The dude showed up. With, he's a moth. He's going to have more troopers. They blew his shit up, dude. He was off on like, you know, but the, the, R&R. But literally, they're like, the planet's clean. It's cool. Like, I also thought it was funny. They're like, oh, an entire battalion's like waiting outside the gate. And it was like eight guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, you they went out of their way just so they could set it up. So it was just him and Yoda, baby Yoda leaving the planet again. Like, that's a long way to go to, like, just have that moment with those two. Everybody could have, Carl Weathers could have gotten on that ship and been like, Mando! And, like, <laughs> jumped on with them. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> what all, is going on back there? Do you, ever, do you ever quiet down? Like, why are you? Inside voice, motherfucker. <laughs> we got our jetpack, though. Oh, uh, we did get our jetpack. Yeah, and he did use it. He did that use it. That was pretty it. dope. I'm wondering why it took them until episode nine. Eight. There was only eight. Episode nine. Of Star Wars. Oh, okay. For those motherfuckers to learn that they could fly. Oh, you mean with the new stormtroopers? Yes. They can fly now. They can fly now. We they can fly now. We had fucking <laughs> Boba Fett flying in Jedi. Come on, that was a fun part of the movie. Why that was you, like decades prior. If you repeat something three times, it becomes a joke. The rule of three, Mike. The rule of three. Rule of three. A punchline supposed to be funny. Ah, Jesus Christ. But I, I wonder why it took them that many decades to figure out, hey, you know what? That backpack thing was kind of cool. Let's put a jetpack on our stormtroopers. Also, I'm a bit confused in The Mandalorian why he needs to like be at one with a jetpack in order to operate the jetpack. Yeah, like, I, I wasn't know. quite sure. I'm all, you're Have myst- you ever flown jetpack, Ron? <laughs> your, mystic- your mysticism is interesting to me. Like, I'm, It's the midi-chlorians. I understand the, that uh, weapons jetpack. are your religion, but is it like I have to be one with my vibrator in yeah, order seriously. for the jetpack to work? And I don't know. I, it just it was like, yeah. But look, the show, freaking great. I love. I could watch ID, IG Eleven and IG Eighty Eight like shoot shit all day long. I mean, that was fun the first time. It I, wasn't it fun just, the second time. Oh, it was a blast when he came back in Guns of Blazing. With the speeder bike, dude. Come on. Uh, it was like hokey. That was the only thing I really did. You like was that great? You liked the end of Game of Thrones, but you didn't like IG Eleven shooting shit up. <laughs> Dude, I'm just not a fan of dildos. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and where was Bandage Man when you need him? That's all where I'm saying. Where was Mr. Tampax Bandage? Where's where Bandage Man? Now, did you have a fear for just a half a second when we had the flashback sequence? That Baby Yoda was going to fall in the lava? No. <laughs> that the we saw the silhouette of the bounty hunter reaching down and picking him up as a flashback. And it was the first time we've really seen one that looked actually like Boba Fett. You know, I thought we were going to see some Boba Fett. Here's the thing. What about the, the shot of... When Ming-Na Wen gets shot, and who the hell was that walking up to her on the ground? They, like, went out of their way to show these boots. Oh, at the very end of the Tatooine episode? Weren't those supposed to be Boba's boots? Why are they teasing Boba Fett and then not showing him in this season? Because they haven't cast him yet. 
they cast his feet. I mean, not that they need to really cast anyone because it's just a person in the suit again. I just don't. I don't understand like what purpose that served. It was like, why? Why do we need Boba? But why are you teasing me something? Unless that was supposed to be the uh, the moth. Like, why are you teasing me something that didn't pay off? I don't get that. Is it going to pay off in like a year from now or two years from now? I mean, I I don't. I mean, who knows? I mean, it is Star Wars, and it is John Favreau. It is Star Wars, and we're getting pig guards next season. I saw that. Oh goody! And why is this? And why is this great so incredibly strong? I just want to know that. Like, who puts a grate in? <laughs> right. Because survive blaster fire. And who puts a grate in directly to the sewers? Like that place must stink really fucking bad. Right. <laughs> like, why in the Star Wars universe have they not figured out plumbing yet? I'm just saying. Well, it's it's pretty par for the course. I mean, look at the Death Star. They had a just a vent that goes to the trash compactor. I could buy that. It's a big ship. Like, it's but like, imagine the smells coming up from that vent with the little eyeball monster in there. Once again, you're in space. I combine the fact that like you just have a garbage chute that you throw shit into. That's going to have it go into a hallway? <laughs> <laughs> Don't take hallway B right now. <laughs> yeah. Sean, just use the bathroom, guys. Or TK721, just use the toilet, guys. Yeah. Don't go to the hallway. Um, okay, I, I see where you're coming from there. I see where you're coming from there. Like Indoor plumbing has not been Star Wars' strong suit. And not only that, like, what is it in the Star Wars? Like, why do we need a boat in the Star Wars universe? That has a gondolier. <laughs> An R2-D2 gondolier. That stands up on little robot legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying there were some interesting choices. Like, why man. is there, in a world with repulsor lift technology, why do I build a boat that can float on lava? Like, well, why is there a lava boat gondolier that just hangs out in the sewers <laughs> in the lava river? I don't know. Because in case someone needs passage. It's just, yeah, it's very, uh, uh, like, crossing to the land of the dead, you know? But, and then it's like, oh, an R2 unit with legs. Why? <laughs> yeah. His <laughs> like, name is Chiron24. <laughs> I thought about that. I mean, R2 had legs before. They just were shorter. <laughs> I, mean, I don't see why it, it ha- he had legs where legs go instead of arms. He went on wheels, Chris. He did not fucking walk. <laughs> he fucking did walk. And he, he didn't hobble <laughs> and walk all the time. And he didn't have little arms to fucking... And also... These, the arms were the addition. I'm sorry, why is the god... Like, he's barely touching the edge of the lava. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, how does this thing operate? I wanted him to beep out a song. Like a little gondolier song. People, 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 people. Like, where are you going with this? <laughs> it's like the Venice Canal. Uh, yeah. Sing? Oh, yeah. In Venice? Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, you part go to of being Venice? Italian. Very, really? uh, yeah. You go to the casino in Vegas and they do it too. <laughs> really? That's, that's the closest I've ever been to Venice. So, that and Spider Man 2. <laughs> Spider-Man 2? You're talking uh, about the uh, Far From Home. Yeah, yes. the new one. The one you haven't Still seen. Still have not seen it. One of the best Spider-Mans ever. So good, dude. I mean, I guess. I so It's it's in my file for like shit that I don't really fucking care to see, but maybe someday I'll watch it. I dug I dug I even t- own it. I dug the TIE fighter design that they brought in. Like that was like a, a leftover one from a Kylo Ren ship that they didn't use with like the landing units there. Um I like the troop transport like we hadn't seen that before i think we saw maybe in rogue one like uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. but that was like an old kenner toy design yeah that they had never used that they they brought like stuff like that was pretty cool that stuff is fun the e-web in action was pretty dope like What's that? the uh the the uh like the 50 cal but the star wars version right, of the 50 right, cal. Right, right, so right, right. i love all those little like wrist gauntlet weapons with power-ups all the stuff how's this all the stuff that's like was just sort of on a uh, 
an actor that never got used. Like he used the flamethrower all season, you know, right. his little beep, 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 the little laser thing on, you know, with the missiles and all that. Like there were so many cool things about the show. I just, I mean, look, everybody's welcome to their own opinion about star Wars. I just, not a lot happened in this show. You know? That's what I liked about it. That's fine. It wasn't rushing through two was and a half moments, or movie man. and a half like sure. Rise of Skywalker did. It was it was quiet moments, dude, and I'm fine with that. But people that are like, oh, this is reinventing Star Wars. And I'm like, it really isn't. It's just sort of, it's not a lot of plot. It's a lot of aesthetics. And I'm okay with that because it looks fucking cool and it's fun to watch. But there's not a lot going on. This is not like Shakespeare that we're watching here. You know, it's a Western. I'm watching a Western. And not even like, you know, like a, a Coen Brothers remake of a good Western, you know, like True Grit. It's just, you know, it's the dude and Baby Yoda and... The dude? Yeah. It's fucking... <laughs> Lebowski? He, he, he does abide. He, the dude abides. This is the way. You know, this man? This is the way. <laughs> so. The baby brings the broom together. <laughs> By the way, those stormtroopers at the opening oh of episode God, 8... Oh my God, that was, I was the best ever. I was... Worried, but also really hopeful that there was going to be just an, an hour-long episode of the two of them. Because <laughs> it just kept going. And I'm like, I love this. Like, as you're like, okay, this is definitely like some... I mean, there was an old comic book called Tag and Bink Are Dead, um, which was... Uh, I don't remember the author's name, but it was it was old Dark Horse comic. And it was basically like these two stormtroopers. And they were the, they were basically following along with New Hope. And so it's like... Oh, so it's like Rosencrantz and Gildenstern. Yeah, basically. Okay. It's like, like you know, and then they wrote a second one, and it was like them following along with Empire and Return of the Jedi. So, but Tag and Bink were basically like these two guys. These are comics? Yeah. They, they were, sound phenomenal. They were fun. They were fun. They were one-offs. So, but they came out in like the uh, early 2000s. Like, oh, that sounds great. Really silly. I don't even know if you could find them anymore because Dark Horse, all their stuff's out of print. So, yeah, Really? That. Well, because Marvel uh, sold all their stuff, to, or Marvel has the rights to all the uh, Dark Horse Star Star Wars stuff now. Oh wow! So all the all the Dark Horse stuff is uh, no longer with us. So primary, that was like the comic I read the most it was Dark Horse. Well, I mean, all of their Star Wars titles, I have a shit ton of them. They just it's like you know, I mean, you could probably still find them on trade. I'm sure and you, stuff like you can that. get it uh, Amazon or something. But these two fucking guys like sitting over there like. Like when he slapped the bag with Baby Yoda in it the first time. Oh my time, God. You're just like, oh, geez. <laughs> he hit the baby. He's all in South Park. Going, he's like, Don't shut up, you. the baby. <laughs> and then he's the other guy's like, well, can I see it? <laughs> I just want to make sure it's okay. So you hit it pretty hard. I want to make sure it's okay. You just want to see it. <laughs> well, you got to see it. It's like so ridiculous. I it's so cheesy. But them fucking shooting at the little thing on the ground <laughs> was the best. And they're like shaking the blasters like, what's wrong with this fucking thing? Because it's, it and no like, discussion. It goes along the lines of like, why are stormtroopers the worst shots mm-hmm. ever? And they literally cannot hit a can that's like <laughs> a meter away from them. <laughs> and I love that neither one of them said anything about it. Well, and here's the brilliance like, of that, no acknowledgement. Though. It's like a complete setup for why they're able to shoot their way out of that later, you know? I mean, th- let's be real. The, the, the Empire wins through overwhelming force. They don't right. win they're through. zombies. Yeah. they are. They just, there's so many of them. Like, how do you beat them? You well, know? they are precise shooters, according to, according to Obi-Wan. <laughs> That's he says just, that in Star Wars Episode Four, too precise for certain people. Oh, wow! Well. These are the shots of Imperial stormtroopers. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. 
the sniper brigade. Yeah, <laughs> it had to be because it certainly because wasn't those, those two those guys. Fucking speeder bike guys. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they somehow survived? Like I want to see those guys make it. Every season, and, yes. It's just like the, like somewhere in the middle of next season, please, like they're alive. John Favreau, please bring them back. <laughs> yeah. Who did he direct that episode or was that? No, it was, it was uh, uh, Dave Filoni. I think Debra, dude, did that one. So no, good. I think it was Favreau. He no, no, it was Taika. Taika Waititi. Oh yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why it was so good. Well, he, that dude's well, got a flair. That, everyone was like, "Can you please give him a movie? Like, let him do a movie for Star Wars." Who Taika? Oh yeah, I, man. I don't know, man. His aesthetic is not. You don't want a jokey Star Wars movie like that. Fucking hey, I want a jokey. Star I want my Wars Lord of Miller solo movie. I mean, you kind of got a little bit of it. Not the good parts. Ah, dude, I don't know that that would have been any good either. Like, that second Lego movie was not great. It was not. So, they, it was really trying too hard to be, like, have a twist in it that it right. didn't need to have. I never saw any of the Lego movies. Lego Batman, For, none of them. Lego Batman's great. Okay. Lego Batman is probably the third best Batman movie ever made. I just I tried for about five minutes. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not watching this. It's like right there behind uh, the Batman '89 and uh, Dark Knight. So, okay, <laughs> dude, he the Joker recruits Sauron to help him. Uh, and Zach Galifianakis <laughs> and and he recruits fucking Voldemort it's so great all the WB properties that they're allowed to use yeah, yeah and then they all awesome. come and invade the city and then the Joker helps Batman fight all the villains it's fantastic it's a lot of fun how are you not into that I I don't know dude it's just too much I, I just was <sighs> dude I love love I love I love uh, what's his face the fat guy Jonah Hill as uh is it Jonah Hill as Robin? No. It's uh, uh, the guy from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, uh, oh John, uh, John, not John Cena. Um, uh, John, John Cena. Michael, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. We're getting close. John Cena's brother, Michael Sarah. They're going to do twins, a remake. He's so great as Robin. <laughs> I can't see. The problem is for me now, I can't see Michael Sarah and not see him in, in <laughs> This is the end. end. When he's like, he wants to see my phone. Who took my phone? All right, guys, this is not funny. Who took my phone? Oh, it's in my pocket. <laughs> After he gets stabbed by the light bulb. Have you not seen This is the End? No, I have. I just don't remember that. Oh, dude, at the, right before like the pit opens up to swallow everybody at the party. Okay. And Michael Sarah is like, like when he blows the coke <laughs> into uh the one guy's face. He's like, oh my God. So I've never done Coke. He's like, well, you have now. <laughs> like, he's so great in that movie. They had a, a, a horror maze at Universal and outside the maze, they had a... Um, Michael Sarah blowing Coke on you? No, they had Michael Sarah <laughs> on the, the uh, impaled on the, the light pole. Oh, really? Yeah. What? What? That doesn't seem real. It was fun. Like, no, it wasn't like a you know legitimate actor. It was like a, a prop up there. It wasn't really Michael Sarah. <laughs> no, that would have been cool. <laughs> He's like, well, I've been looking for work. Or he's well, the girl from the lady from us, uh, Lupita, she went into uh, the us maze for a while and worked the up up. Maze. No, yeah, like Johnny Depp on uh, Pirates. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was like a ten minutes, just long enough for the cameras to roll. But right, I love that kind of shit, dude. It's fun. I mean, if you would, I'm sure it was right around the time Johnny Depp pulled his shit. Oh no, that was like. Years ago. Years ago. When he went on Pirates of the Caribbean and was Captain Jack and just hanging out. 
That was that long ago? Yeah, that was like maybe like four years ago. It was before Disney turned their back on him. Uh, Oh, well, you know, that's what happens when you beat up your woman. Uh, Well, now it's... Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, me Uh, too? Send all complaints to Chris Thayer at Nerd Life Crisis. So Chris Thayer hates women. That's what we're going to do. Maybe me too? (laughs) Who knows with those two? Yeah, well, you know. Um, We got to talk about Watchmen. We got to talk about Watchmen. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that we went that long without getting together um so fucking good dude and i you know it's funny because um i uh somebody was online it was uh joe uh the artist joe caroni yeah who does a lot of the uh, the uh, star wars artwork like the legit posters and whatnot for the for the films and he was talking about how it was just like pitch perfect from day one and i was not seeing that in the first two episodes i was like this is good but i'm not hooked by the time i got to like episode three and four i, I was in I, I wrote back to him I'm like dude i see it now well i also think it's one of those things that like the original watchman comic that upon completion you can go back and look at its entirety and realize how well put together it was right you know um I, I mean i felt the same way like when i'm watching the opening where i'm like okay well it's why are you calling it watchmen there's like not really there's kind of connections to the Watchmen universe but not really you know and it's just brand recognition but uh, I mean there are connections well at the end by the time yeah. you get to the end and you realize this whole thing is like it's written as a sequel and a very good sequel at that right, you know right um and, and the fact that you know like all of the little things and by the way spoiler uh, like <laughs> tons and tons of spoilers and if you haven't watched it because you watched the first episode and you were like oh it's a bit racial like it's undertones the same way as the original what had the undertones of the Cold War and you know politics uh, this one it's it's got this undertone of what's going on in Tulsa but it becomes such a a small yet large part of the grander narrative you know? the first episode too it feels very like real and grounded you know the, you know the shrimp fall from the sky you know, you know, every now and then things like that. But you're like, where's the, the, the comic book element? And it all, it, it seeps back in and it gets nice and wacky. Oh man. Like, and then every episode you're just like, well, what are we going to get next? You know? Right. There was a lot of what the, f- where are they fucking going with well, Jeremy Irons? Dude, all the stuff with Ozymandias. And, and, and once again, if you haven't seen it, like fast forward past this entire discussion because part of the fun is the discovery of this. Absolutely. And if you don't get to go through this, just know that pretty much outside of Night Owl and Rorschach, who's dead because he got exploded, <laughs> everybody else is in it. And it's it's like, you're like, well, you get to the end and you're like, oh, like Dr. Manhattan is a part of this, you know. Hooded uh, Justice. Hooded Justice is a part of this <laughs> in a completely unexpected way, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't sell enough how freaking good this was. And Regina King, like, owns this, man. Her, Yeah, I, I was never really a big fan of her, but I am now, dude. She is dope. Like, this is, this is a breakout role for her. I, I would say she's already had. No, no, no. As far as, like, <laughs> for showing, you. showing her skills. I don't know that I've seen her in anything where I've thought, wow, that was awesome. I can't place her off the top of my head. You can't place anything Regina King's been in. I don't she was in Big Bang Theory. <laughs> she was in Big Bang Theory, yeah. wasn't well, she? Well, there you go. <laughs> Holy in the shit. HR department. That's right. And then that was, she was oh, the no, one. Not HR, it was, uh, it was HR. No, she was like the head of the university or some shit. No, like no, that. no. She was the one that they would go to when they would do something like racist or sexist or whatever. It was always Sheldon would go to her right, and have right. issues. Or Wallowitz. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, come on, man. She's done a lot of really good stuff. I mean, she did The Leftovers. She, uh, if you hadn't seen that. No? No. Not never. a big fan of The Leftovers. Uh, if Beale Street Could Talk, she just did that not too long ago. She was oh, in the I movie. She was in the movie Ray. Like, she did Ray. Like, this never is seen true. She never seen it. Ray. She was great in Ray. You never, see, you never saw Ray. No, I saw Walk Hard, though. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she did a season of 24. Oh, that's right. You guys don't remember 24? I loved that show back when it was on. Dude, she was in Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock. Oh, well, now you know that never you say that, I, you know, I take it back. I, come on, man. You never, like, Mike. <laughs> I'm, like, down. I'm, like, I, I'm, like, legitimately. I've happened to miss every movie this lady's in. I, no kidding. Did she was in How Stella Got Her Groove Back? She was in Jerry Maguire. She was married to uh, uh, Cuba? Cuba Gooding Jr. I've, I've never seen uh, Jerry Maguire. Dude. How have you never seen Jerry Maguire? I was young when that movie came out. Mike, was she, was in, she was in Friday. Like, Who was she in Friday? She was the sister, huh? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Okay, anyways, y'all are stupid. <laughs> Not y'all, just me. Just, well, yeah. <laughs> she was on the show 227. Have you never seen the show 227? I have never even heard of 227. <laughs> okay, well. Is it a sequel to 226? <laughs> Across the street from 225? You're an asshole. <laughs> How do you not remember 227? That's such a great show. That show was yeah, that was fun. That show was nominated for a, a Golden Globe of all. I things. couldn't. If you could pay me a million dollars right now, I couldn't tell you the plot at all. <laughs> it had Jack A. Or even what genre it would be in. <laughs> it was part of the uh, like the Cosby Show uh, uh, right. spinoffs, like in that. Oh, era. I was watching The Simpsons at that point. Uh, whatever. God hates you. Uh, anyways, uh, I grew up with white trash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the the amount of unbelievably good performances and the storytelling just the storytelling to me alone was worth the price of admission absolutely like, like when you get to the end of Ozymandias's tale and you essentially realize that Dr. Manhattan drops him on a moon of, a Jupiter. Moon of Jupiter creates life for him and and was the, now here's the thing who were those people to him Aside from the, the uh, Adam uh, and Eve, right, right, right. But it was obviously that that couple. No, they took him in. But right, but it was based like the the life forms were based upon the couple that Ozymandias had seen as a kid. Yeah, remember? Right. So, or whoever that young. They gave him a Bible or something. It just was weird that like that was where. The, but then the fact that he basically was like, I know I'm going to be stuck here for a certain amount of time. He because he already knew how the future was going to pan, pan out. Um, uh, and created his own, like one of the, uh, the, the clones to be his adversary as the warden, literally because he's like, well, I was going to be bored. <laughs> and yeah, you gotta, it pushes you to be better and to challenge yourself. It, but I love when he was like, he's like, well, was I, I worthy of adversary? adversary? And he's all, no, no, <laughs> no, you weren't. But like, there's so many little things like that in the show. The fact that like. Literally from the jump, Dr. Manhattan's on the show and you don't realize it. Yeah. You know, but then as the clues are being dropped, you're like, oh, I'm down with that. Okay, I see what's happening. And Lou Gossett, Lou Gossett as... Uh, he looked pretty ragged in the very beginning. I think um, I think they were leaning into that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, uh, I love um, Lori Blake, who kept, when she kept referring to him as uh, Mirror Man. Oh, yes. <laughs> Looking, he's all. It's looking, looking glass, glass. <laughs> and she's all. He's all. Okay, mirror guy. <laughs> mirror guy. Um, but Tim Blake Nelson, freaking amazing in that show. And his one episode, like where they, because everybody got like a backstory episode. Yeah. So my only complaint is we didn't get a backstory episode with Lady True. 
Yeah, I want to know more about her. I did as well. Who's Lady True? The the Asian, his daughter. Oh, right, 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 the right, Asian right, lady. right, right. Then we got that. Not like a her character ended up being a little one dimensional, only because we didn't get like like the Tim Blake Nelson episode or the like James when she showed up at that episode. couple's house and is like, "I already have created your daughter. Like, I want your property in the next seven minutes." Well, that's because. Ozymandias was crashing to the ground on her pro- on that property and she yeah. knew it, you know. The but rocket went a little off course, Mike. <laughs> I know, but it's like I want like that kind of crap was interesting to me and I wanted right. more of her. Oh no, absolutely. And I wanted to, I, I mean, look, I, I thought like looking glass as uh, as the uh the Rorschach sort of amalgam, I thought was very interesting. Uh Lori Blake, like seeing what had happened to her after that was really nice. Just hated superheroes. Yeah, but but at the same time, like was still the same hero she had always been, yeah. you know? Um, uh, and then, you know, like seeing uh, the, the, the heroes of Tulsa as it were, and sort of this idea of like the whole, like, th- did you have that moment? Like the first two episodes, you're like, why is this play taking place in Tulsa? Yeah. Yes. And then you realize why they have Oklahoma playing. <laughs> yeah. But then you're like, Oh, okay, well this makes, and then when they get to the point where like looking glass is doing the focus group and mm-hmm. they're trying to get people to come back to New York and he's like, nobody's going to come back to New York. Three million people died there. It's a ghost town. And you're like, oh, God, that's true. Like, who the fuck would want to live in New York after that? Yeah. That, right. No, I loved his whole backstory episode with the the carnival. Oh, yeah. In New Jersey. That's Absolutely. Uh, how, see, this is what I didn't quite get. How does the outcome of the movie with the... Uh, the movie doesn't, the book and the movie are not the same ending. Okay. So in the movie, I've not read the book. Okay, so the book, the squid moment, they show the giant squid. They that sh- actually is in... That's in the book. Why did they get rid of that? Because... They thought it'd be too silly for the movie. Yes. It maybe. It probably would have been. But would it have been? Yeah. I don't think so. Without the follow-up, it would have been goofy. The whole point is, is that it's an... I mean, it's the you get the same concept of Dr. Manhattan bombs going off. Right. Which is the external threat, like, threatens us all. But that makes more sense in the context of that time. Um, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's easier for a non-Watchmen audience. Right, right. If you've never read the book. Because like they're me, going, okay, this character has now become the villain or at least been framed as the villain to the public. Right. The problem, the problem, and as much as I love the Watchmen movie, because I think it's a good movie, but it's not the same as the comic book because one of the, the, like the tenets of the comic book is that all of these superheroes are completely ineffectual outside of Dr. Manhattan. And even he's ineffectual because they don't really do anything that's better for society. They're not really good at like stopping crime. They don't right. really do. They're not good. Like the whole night owl fight scene in the, uh, uh, the jail is very Zack Snyder, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, it's very 300, which is what you expect. But the whole point of night owl is that Batman is an ineffectual character. Right. And even night owl too, like, he cannot fight. Like he's not a great fighter. He's just Mr. Gadget guy. Right. Yeah, kind of he's how, tubby and yeah, kind of how the original Batman was a little bit. Like originally, Batman was a you know he's a detective that yeah. like you know he didn't he wasn't like Captain Ninja until like later on as time went on. Right. You know, and I think that that was you know Alan Moore like really looking into that. Alan Deacon's- Moore really came out against superheroes movies. Well, he got screwed. Like, no, but royally. he like recently came out and said he was super disappointed with the success of all the Marvel stuff. He's bitter, man. He's super bitter. Well, wouldn't you be bitter if you made a deal with DC, you created Watchmen, 
you created this whole thing and you were like, I'm going to make an agreement with you and I'm going to get paid on the back end on this thing. And then they went out of their way to screw you on the money. I don't know about this. Oh yeah. This is why Alan Moore hates the comic book industry because he got screwed royally like multiple freaking times. Like do a little research on it and you'll see like this guy has been hosed like every way till Sunday and he just is like, that's why he is a bitter man, you know? And, and you know, he's a great writer and great writers are often goofy as well. This is true. So, which is why my writing's not especially good. I'm not goofy enough, you know? So <laughs> you're pretty goofy for a while, <laughs> but, but you know, it's like, uh, at the end of the day, uh, Alan Moore is going to be Alan Moore. He didn't like anything that's produced of his stuff. No, he took his name off of pretty much everything. Well, this is why when he created League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. Well, you're, have you ever read the book or just no. saw the movie? Oh, my God. That movie was horrendous. The movie's terrible. Like, the movie's unfriggin' watchable. The books the books are actually pretty good. No, I, yeah. The concept is great. It's just the movie was bad. A terrible execution. Just terrible execution. But he didn't even want to sell the rights for that to be made. And that's why he wrote that book was after he got screwed out of Watchmen. And he was like, I'll never give up the rights for any of my stuff again. And lo and behold, you know, they made that movie. And it's like, it was terrible and you're like Alan Moore and you've created all this great stuff and Uh, they can't make a good movie based on anything you've written, you know? So, but it's so bad. So bad. That's, that's one of those movies that I bring up whenever there's a bad thing, like a bad film or bad TV show, and the wife gets mad. Yo, I'm going to make you watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Exactly, because she made me go to that bullshit and, and occasionally it'll come on and I'll just use that as, Ruthlessly to go after and it's her. Sean and Sean Connery like listen here I'm out I'm Alan Quatermain. Yeah. What that movie always uh, blows my mind because I always get it confused with because it's so freaking similar to Van Helsing. Oh God, it kind of is same look, it? same style, it same was, idea of the the mashup. Of it was that characters. point when like everything was being funneled through that mm-hmm. that tone, that bluish gray yeah. filter. Yeah, yeah, there was like a three year period where that happened, you know. So, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, look, going back to Watchmen. Um, there was some really amazing stuff going on in there. You know, I love the concept. Like I thought the seventh Calvary was like a lot of like fun as far as villains go. Oh yeah. You know, mind control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was so funny cause it's like, well, yeah, they're, they've got motivations and they're not especially great, but you know, it's like, they're cool villains. I'll go with it. You know? Um, I, I there was some stuff I, I like in the finale that I didn't quite necessarily get, like I didn't get why lady true felt like, why did she need the seventh Calvary to capture Dr. Manhattan? So then she could come in and recapture him. I'm yeah. I wasn't sure about that. And that that's why I was like, I would like a lady true backstory, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, he is kind of the ultimate power. Well, he's, I I don't know. He's got godlike power. Of course he's the ultimate power. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just thin. It's just a little thin <laughs> in the writing. They needed they needed some logical big bads, not big bads, but you know, like henchman type characters. Well, I kind of want to sell it. I'm looking forward. Like Elaine and I have started watching it because after I got finished, I was like, "You got to watch this. Like, it's so good. You got to watch this." Well, I think also it's the idea of also um, if you hire a bunch of yokels to or encourage a bunch of yokels to do this terrible thing. Everyone's be watching them and fighting them, and they're not going to see what she's doing. A little bit of sleight of hand. Yeah. They're, they're the misdirection. I mean, that's a good answer as any. Well, and then plus fulfilling the agreement with Hooded Justice, essentially, to to line all this up. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of moving parts to this Because our main characters had no idea she was 
behind, you know, what she was doing. No, like nobody did, you know. And, and but I love her reaction to everything. Like when she's like when her mom gets to, or when Ozymandias gets sent away, she's like, "No, he's supposed to be here to see this." And it was like it wasn't for pride; it was for revenge. It yeah. was like just to show you that I'm better than you, you know. Right. I did it without your help. Right. Right. Well, is there anything that you hated about this whole thing? About Watchmen? No. I just I kind of wish like the FBI guy just sort of disappeared. Like her sidekick, like he was like a big part of the like third, fourth, and fifth episodes, and then he was just gone. Oh, I totally forgot about him. Well, he turned out to be like in that in the aftermath, he was the lube man, the guy that like showed up randomly at the beginning of like one of the episodes, and she was like chasing him as as uh, was it Sister Night, and uh, he, she's like, I'm on Lube Man's trail, and the dude like oiled himself. Oh, up that's who that was. <laughs> and, yeah, like, but it didn't say. I it. didn't catch that. It didn't say it in the show. Like it were hints that it was him, and then after the fact, they had like supplementary stuff that came out, and it was oh, him. Dude, that was like a thread that completely got lost. And it me. came out of nowhere, and you're right. like, "Lube man, who the fuck <laughs> is Lube man?" <laughs> so, but uh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so let me ask you a question. We all watched the show. She ate the egg. Does she have the power of Doctor Manhattan? That's what he said about what would happen. It had to be. It has to. Because what's the point of that whole scene? The guy is God. He knows the future. He knows everything. He knows she's going to do that. He sets up the egg idea. Gives her the thought. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think it's it's left open. It's left open to interpretation. Real question is, are they going to do a season two? I hope they don't. I really? hope it just stands alone as a miniseries. How are you going to top it, that? I think it'd be pretty dope. How are you going to top it, though? Unless you have an idea that's just as good, which they don't. I mean, maybe. I, there's no way. And then, but, but it becomes the second season of Heroes, where you get done with the first season of Heroes, and you're like, this was really good, like, up until the big battle at the end. Like, this was a really good show and a really fun ride, and it had lots of mysteries that unfolded. And then they got to the end of the first season, and they didn't have a plan for season two. And it showed. And then the rest of the show was pretty much terrible after season one. And I just don't, I mean, yeah. Watchmen to me was like, this was as perfect as eight hours of television could be for me, like start to finish. And I was, there was mysteries and turns and twists and it was fun. And I got done with it and I was like, holy shit, this was good storytelling. Right. You know? So, yeah, man. So anyways, any dumb shit? You got any dumb shit stories? Oh, Jesus. Well, I don't know if it qualifies as dumb shit, but I don't know if I told you, um, Darian is now a vet tech. I think you talked about this. Yeah. yeah um, I'm sure I could go into hours of dumb shit that she has done. Uh, but, but yeah, she is now a vet tech, which means people are bringing their animals in and she is the person that takes care of their animals. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why anyone thought this was a good idea. Well, didn't she get bit in the face by a dog? Yeah, she got mauled by a fucking dog. Oh, did she get Darth mauled? Yes, she did. She did. No, I mean, it, she the the it was of course a poodle because poodles are the fucking That's stupidest when you take dogs one ever. Two points, Mike. And you- yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and and again. I think she would be really good with old people. Oh, how about old dogs? Would she but, do well with older but, dogs? I, I no old animals, people have mauled her yet. Animals and her energy, her, like her like vibe, I always kind of figured this would be a really bad combination. And it was a total accident. I, I don't know if there's anything she could have done differently. 
Not get bit by the dog? I was um, <laughs> not entirely surprised. Move backwards two inches? Yeah, no, <laughs> Don't I, rub I, bacon grease on I your face. the dog uh, freaked out. She was like washing the dog or something, and, and the dog's foot got stuck in the mesh or something. And uh, it, it's a total freak accident. But this is Darian we're talking Does about. Does she have some pretty bitchin' scars now? She's got some pretty... Uh, her chin was pretty fucked up. Dude. Wow. Like, there's talk of plastic surgery. Ooh, is she like uh, a Batman villain now? <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Would you puncture hole or fucking... The dog whistle. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not the dog whisperer. Mexican Joker. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, she's she's more like Mexican Joker. No, I, you know, so, yeah, that's that was... Um, I surprisingly not a surprise uh, when I got that call. It's like, well, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, of course the dog bit her. It's Darian. Like the dog. Have you looked at her? <laughs> she she has a history of animals trying to maul her face. She got a little scar on her eye from a cat or something. Oh, I just thought that was like a gang tattoo or no, something. No, no, it's like not a teardrop. Tear it's, it's a scar, a scar So she has a history of animals trying to attack her and she gets a job at a vet tech. I, you are as surprised as I was. Um, but she seems to enjoy it, you know, aside from the... Does she want to feed the tigers Several next? weeks off on Workman's Comp and, you know, <laughs> the, the 21 stitches that she got oh, for, oh. or 17 or That's whatever. That's a lot of stitches. Yeah, luckily the bad stuff was under her chin. Um... But yeah, so yeah, recently she, um, we gave her an option because she's, she's become very um, interested in going to Goodwill to shop for her wardrobe. And um, she's going to pop some tags. She has a <laughs> gift for finding the shit that the homeless people won't wear because it's so ugly. Even they go, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Um, so we made her a deal. We said, if you throw away everything you own, we will buy you a brand new wardrobe. And she still said no. So she's wearing her crushed velvet brown pants. By the way, that, that's some first world problems if I ever heard of. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing, dude. It is absolutely embarrassing. So let her be weird. It, she's a hipster. <sighs> no, dude, this is a whole new level. This is a whole new level. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I, we are like plotting to go in when she's not home one day yeah. and just replace her whole room, her whole wa- She brings home like rugs that look like shit that like third world countries go, yeah, that's hideous. Don't put that in here. Like It's so bad. It's so, so bad. I, like, where does she buy all this shit from? Goodwill. Well, Goodwill's got some good stuff. No, man. she brought she brought home a filing cabinet. <laughs> it, it was like mint green, like not the color you would see a filing. Two drawers, and said, "This will be my dresser." What? <laughs> no. What? This thing. She's trying was, to have the, the 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 college bachelor life. She at totally home. is <laughs> in a brand new home. Yeah. <laughs> There, like everything about is there a spool like, that she could buy for doing? a coffee table? That's, oh, dude, I had a coffee table spool at one point. <laughs> you let me tell did. you. Did. Let me tell you. No, it's dude. It's like every day with her. Every I'm, day. Is, I'm so sorry, man. It, yeah, it's been so quiet around here. I don't know how to like all that. My problem is my son is slowly turning into an old Jewish man. So I have <laughs> a Bernie Sanders living with me now, dude. When we, when Steve left, it was like, hey, you want to? He took his kids home. Hey, you want to walk him out? No, it's cold. No, it's cold. <laughs> it's it's co- like duh. So we're leaving. Uh, we went. To, we went over to some of the wife's uh, work folks, and they got kids and what have you. So we went over and had like an evening right before Christmas, like the Monday before Christmas, and uh, we're all hanging out. 
we get done and we jump in the car and I throw the uh, radio on and listen to the Clipper game on the way home. And he's laying, he's sitting in the back seat listening and all of a sudden he goes, oh, dad. I said, what, buddy? He goes, can you turn on some jazz? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm listening to the basketball game. But none of that newfangled jazz. I want some of that traditional, yeah, like. So, so he's like, could you, could you turn on some jazz? And I was like, I, I mean. I guess it's not that long of a drive home. And so I turn on the jazz station and it's like John Coltrane comes right. on and he goes, ah, that's nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, who, who, whose child are you? You know, and then, and then he's like, uh, uh, he does the, like the, uh, he does all of these, he's picked up like all of this, uh, physicality from right me. right so he does the thing where he opens his arms up wide and he goes like what are you doing he's <laughs> like and, and, and but he'll go like i'll go hey you need to go outside and he goes i already did this <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> so it's yeah my my son is slowly becoming bernie sanders so i'm pretty yeah. sure pretty sure i'm gonna come home one day from work and he's going to uh sell me on Affordable health care like that. We're going to clean up the planet yeah, yeah, yeah. after we clean up the backyard. So this little prick uh, <laughs> uh, uh, got some magic stuff. And his Uncle Mike has gotten him into magic slowly but said, oh, yep. thanks, excellent. Mike. So he got this ring that like actually has like a squirter on it. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen these before, right? Yeah. So I come home and it's like I've been working at a gig all day. Like 12 hours like doing lighting <laughs> and I'm just exhausted. And I walk in the door and I'm like, I come upstairs and he runs up and he's like, Dad! And he acts like he's going to give me a hug. And then he fucking squirts me with this squirt. <laughs> and then just laughs. And I'm just like, I'm soaked. I'm like sitting there and I'm just like, you little son of a bitch. Ta-da! Yeah. <laughs> it's magic! So his mom's like, and she goes, Ronald, you, okay, well, it's time for bed. I, you waited for your dad. Go get in the shower. So he goes and get in the shower and he's sitting there and I'm taking off my wet shirt. And I look at her and I go... If I was a good dad, I'd run out in the backyard and go grab the super soaker right now and take care of him. And she goes, you're not. And I'm all, and I run out the door. (laughs) I go in the pool. The water's ice cold. It's got to be 42 degrees outside. And I fill this sucker up. And I I come back inside and I go in my office. I wait for him to get the shower. And he goes and he goes in his room, puts his pajamas on. And then I run into the shower and I hide. And so I told, and Elena starts filming it. And she's like, He's brushing his teeth and she, he's like, well, what'd you do, buddy? And he starts laughing. He goes, I sprayed dad. I got him so good with the, and then right at that moment, you see me hit him and like full bore into his chest. with <laughs> so, so a little payback. Just, oh, that's beautiful. Just, just a little, that is so just good. a little. And he was so mad. Oh, oh, of course have, he was. You've never seen a seven-year-old like throw daggers like That's this kid hilarious. threw daggers at me. How dare you? <laughs> he was like, what are you spraying me with this for? <laughs> <laughs> now, we've been tormenting Darian lately. Um, so Phoebe decided she wanted a snake. And this was around the time I think I came back from New York and there was a snake. And I'm like, um, why, why are, are we housing a reptile now? What, what, what the hell? Um, so that one died. Uh, within a couple weeks, the snake did. Yeah, it was it was you know Petco or whatever. It was some bullshit. You don't buy shit from there. Um, you buy like food from there, but don't buy pets from those stores. Um, so they, you know, Carrie was like, "Oh well, let's go right here. You know, get her another one." I'm like, "She fucking killed the last one. Why are you getting her another one?" Um, so anyway, Darian, who is what does she do now? She works with pets. Yeah, she works with animals. <laughs> is afraid of a ball python. 
that's only about a foot long. Terrified. So, of course, all of us are tormenting her about it. And we're trying to act like we would never put the snake towards you. It's just a helpless little ant. And she's flipping out, dude. You know how she gets, dude. Louder than shit. Our neighbors probably think that we're, like, tormenting and, and torturing somebody in the in the garage or something. Um, <laughs> it's like, she is so loud. Um, but, yeah, that's been... Uh, that's been this week, last couple weeks actually, and and we all pretend like we're not doing it. What are you doing? Why are you being so weird? It's like we're all doing it. We're all fucking tormenting there. <laughs> so you're gaslighting your daughter. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, and then of course it's like, well, why are you a vet tech then? Like questioning her life. What are you doing with yourself then? If you're not going to be around animals, that, nothing like questioning your child's life choices to make <laughs> right, them feel confident right, in right, themselves. And we're going right. to take all your clothes and throw them away. <laughs> well, you know. It's like I, I watched uh, Siegfried and Roy and how that went. And, you know, that those guys knew what they were doing. Is she going to get attacked by a fucking tiger? I would not be surprised. Is she going to do lesbian magic? Like- <laughs> Are they gay? Are they I straight? Mean, <laughs> I, like, I really don't know like, much about them. Hello, Roy. Hello, Siegfried. Do you like penis? <laughs> I thought they were just like The only pussies we touch are white tigers. Oh! <laughs> I thought it was just Europe, you know? I didn't know. I've always just assumed they were super gay. I didn't know. It never really occurred to me, but okay. I mean, you know, do as you will, but... Well, I mean, I figured they were around all that pussy. It couldn't have, couldn't have been. Mike already, Maybe, I don't know. Mike already used the pussy joke. Like, you gotta, yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. It's all right. Ah, oh, shit. But Siegfried liked to make his wand disappear. <laughs> really? Really? Now for my next. Uh, now I'm gonna have to go back and watch. <laughs> Do you have video of Siegfried and Roy somewhere? <laughs> no. All right. Their sword swallowing act. <laughs> That's not the one I want to see. <laughs> I want to. I want to pass on that episode. <laughs> Of what's, what what's the hell this is going show? On? What show are you watching that stars Siegfried and Roy? I don't know. I, was afraid, I assumed there was one. I don't know. All the reality shit's got to be on fucking oh, Disney Plus or something. <laughs> Hold on. So they don't have any other content. Here, like now the Mandalorian's over. We're just gonna show Siegfried and Roy doing gay jokes over here. Up on the side. <laughs> they got hours to fill. You know. <laughs> Seven bucks a month. <laughs> I get something. Well, the, the intro, the intro for that Jeff Goldblum show is almost finished. <laughs> oh my He's god, like, that show uh, is so terrible. I'm uh, the uh, host of the um, <laughs> so bad uh, show. <laughs> Whose yeah. idea was it to make episode one about fucking sneakers? He fucks sneakers in episode <laughs> <laughs> Like, who's who's this show for? I don't know. I, like, I assume it was like middle-aged women watching the Jeff Goldblum show, which is everybody I've heard that's watched it is middle-aged. Because he's all handsome, and they're like, and he's like, I uh, guess I think he's kind of weird looking myself, but he is goofy as fuck. Just have a you little. seen this thing? I have not, dude. I don't know what they were thinking, but like hipstery, like three thousand dollars sneakers. That's episode one, like. Who, who the fuck is this show for? Well, just like that encore show where they pull these middle-aged people out and they go, like, "Hey, remember when you were going to be a Broadway star?" You, I think that's fun. It's depressing as hell. Is it? I haven't watched. <laughs> these it. people are like, oh, I, went, "I thought you went to New York." I did. I didn't make it, and I came back, and now I'm a stay-at-home mom. Oh no! And I'm going to play Annie in my 40s. <laughs> that is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought they were just going to like rehearse and actually do the show. They rehearsed for like five days. 
Oh, they rehearsed for five days. Shit. They put up a show in five days. Oh, that can't be good. No. no. Oh, Lord. See, I was going to submit to that. Because I was Danny in Greece in high school. Well, every episode is filled with people crying about how... Dude, I was fucking terrible. Their life did not turn out the way they wanted it to. Oh, that's like every actor like I, I know. I hope the video of me doing that performance never, ever Somewhere sees the light of day. Somewhere if you have a video... Please, uh, Encore Season 2. We're going to get Chris back to do... So I, I was thinking about submitting to that. Because I can fucking sing now. Like, I can crush that shit. But I was terrible then. Nobody wants to see you as Danny Zuko, dude. Like, dude, uh, people would love to see that shit. He's like, oh, Miss Nikki. Hey, yo. Oh, Nikki, come over here. Oh, my God. That's so weird. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I turned that on on Christmas. Chance and, my, and my wife walks in. She's like, you're watching Grease on Christmas? And I'm like, yeah, it's the word. And then I'm like, <laughs> it's the word. <laughs> and I'm like watching it. And I was like, it, you know, am I... <laughs> Grease Lightning comes on. Oh, yeah. It is it not like, safe for... Yeah, I just was like sitting there with Ronald and Andrew, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of vagina reference in this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a lot. Ain't no shit. We'll be getting lots of tit in Grease Lightning. Yep. Go, go, real go, pussy go, wagon. go, 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 Chicks will cream. Yes, they will. Yeah, all those lines were cut in the production that I did. Oh, you did like a safe version of well, the show. high school. What do you want? To be talking about pussy while you're jumping on a car? <laughs> Well, I mean, it seems like a logical thing, but yeah, it's like somehow the parents didn't want to watch their teenage daughters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jump jump in the car talking about pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they not do. after that whole Siegfried and Roy incident. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, with that, let's wrap it up. All right, all right, you guys. I, I hope you guys have been, uh, enjoyed this show. Uh, I have been Lube Man. I am the dude who beats the shit out of Baby Yoda in the bag, and I'm Roy's startup face. <laughs> and we hope you guys are having a nerd life crisis. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. The Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis.